crazy y'all can call me baz it's a new week and we are joined by a special guest what can we call you please i'm shay <laughs> shay shay just shay um and you're joining us from across the border yes hamden new jersey yeah i knew it's jersey but i know it's like close to philly but like it's not philly yeah um and shay and i actually go a ways back um we actually met in the Dominican Republic which is probably one of my craziest stories um but I went on a wellness retreat there and I speak about it sometimes and I'll get into it one day but I went on a wellness retreat by myself to the Dominican Republic and I met Shay and your being itself is just I I can say this wholeheartedly, like you imprint on people, no matter what. My mom still talks about you to this day. Like <laughs> you have one of those, um, those energies where like when we cross each other, like you'll never be forgotten. Like you just have such a light to you. Um, and I'm so excited to see you blossom and grow through social media and um, stay connected. But obviously one of my intentions for this year is to to kind of invest more into people that I look up to or that I've connected with in the past. So I'm going to do better with that. Um, but I love seeing your hair journey. So I see that you're going to be, at, you're an emerging hairstylist and you're figuring it out peacefully, you said, and authentically as possible. Um, and I've definitely seen it. And your hair game has been like on point and I love it. And it's almost <laughs> like an art form. I'm like, damn like she's snapping um and then I asked you for a quick bio and what you wrote literally like embodies how I see you and you said your favorite things are laughter loving dancing and all over the human experience I was like like I want that on a shirt <laughs> I want that shirt um, I need to come up. <laughs> yeah, you need you need shirts, you need tote bags, you need all. Cause that's such a that's such a I couldn't say anything better myself. Like that's so on brand for you, but so perfectly said. Um, and I kind of want to ask you about your hairstylist journey. Like I've obviously seen it, but I don't know where it came from because last time we spoke, you were doing yoga. You did yoga teaching. So I kind of want to know where that came from um honestly it started with with me just not wanting to pay anyone to do my hair mm. and I wanted to, to braid it and keep it like in a protective style because I am like psychically inclined so I pick up a lot of um how does that what is that word I'm audio like I hear I hear thoughts I hear energy mm. like that's my gift so sometimes or a lot of times people are more familiar with feeling energy where I more so I hear thoughts and oh, I hear things that's yeah, so cool, it's cool but it's really, it's really really overwhelming you know when you walk into a place and you hear what people are thinking about you like you people <laughs> people think that that's what they want and like you really you really don't oh. whether it's that you know it's it's just so overwhelming to be like like you're like trying to 
to exist and mm-hmm. then you're hearing what other people perceive of you at the same time it's like super overwhelming so honestly that's where it started I wanted to protect my my crown mm-hmm. and like try to figure out a better way to like exist with this gift and like ground down a little bit mm-hmm. so I started doing um braids in my hair and then I was practicing on my best friend and we would practice on each other and then once COVID hit um I just decided to share that with other people. I wanted another way to make money. And it has just been like the biggest gift ever because the way that I'm able to connect with people and um, just, you know, I'm sitting down braiding your hair for 10 hours. So like we're connecting and we're talking and we're laughing and like, it's, I, I can just see how people relax around me. They get to heal around me and like all that. Like, it's just, it's, it, it's like being a healer, but in like a whole other way, like, I think a lot about, um, like, I remind myself of, like, that person in, like, an uh, in, like an ancient community, kind of, who was, like, the caretaker and, like, you know, doing the hair and taking care of the women and, like, stuff like that. So it's, it's really interesting, too, because when I was younger, I remember I wanted to be a hairstylist. And my cousin was like, you're too smart for that. Like, I would always get A's, all A's and, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of, like, just came back online. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there are times when I wake up from sleep and I have like a hair idea in my mind and like I'll like do it and then like that day something memorable happens like something super pivotal to the journey happens it's like the, it's, it literally is like a channeling almost like oh yeah <laughs> um wow there's something about that that I never even really processed till you just said it for the longest time especially like being women of color and I know the position that um, doing our like hair and hairstyling like I always think like or even just in the BIPOC community in general like the hairdresser hairstylist like they are the original therapists or the space of healing for a lot of people um, because therapy quote-unquote like western therapy wasn't really um, it's still stigmatized and it's more of like as my dad would say it's a white people thing so um obviously now like I'm breaking that stigma but a lot of that healing happened while doing hair um and a lot of that is very much through a hairstylist and having that healing ability and who does your hair I think is a big thing too um and you calling it your crown that really like I was like damn you're right like it really is and someone said this to me a long time ago I think I was like in the ninth grade this guy he was very he was very like spiritually in tune that he was one of those people when he would speak people didn't really understand what he was saying and then now years later I'm just like oh my god that's what he meant and he said that um our hair like holds energy and power um specifically like curly textured hair holds a certain level of energy and power and vibration that is just has this like like I don't know I guess I don't know what other word he used but I'll say energy um, and you saying that, you know, you're able to kind of create this like um, channel it and ground it, I think is so beautiful. And I'm just thinking of how hair plays such an important part in just wellness in general. Absolutely. Because, you know, when you're having a bad day or when I'm having a bad day, I know my first thing to like snap myself out of it is one, take a shower. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to back to myself and call myself back so that I can kind of find that pinpoint of who Mm -hmm. I am and where I am and then like move from there because 
you look at yourself in the mirror and you look crazy, you feel crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Just like things to recenter yourself. It's not everything. Obviously, it, it comes with the mental work, the spiritual work, the mm-hmm. emotional work, and all that other stuff. But it is just a way to recall, like, who mm-hmm. you are. Bring that back. And, um, and just play with, you know, different aspects of yourself. I know mm-hmm. a lot of times I look... Like I tell my mom, you know, it's not that I'm trying to act different. It's that I am different. And this is like the way that I dress and the way that I do my hair and the way, you know, all of that. Those are just things inside of me that I'm bringing out. Mm -hmm. Playing with different aspects of who I am on the inside so that, you know, when I'm feeling like a fairy, when I'm I'm my fairy self, like I'm wearing my my fairy hair and I'm Mm -hmm. putting color in my hair and clips and like, you know, just bringing out that inner that inner that inner self like that inner energy it's really fun no I I love I actually it's so perfect that you said that and that's something that I've always admired and loved so much about you is you've always just been unapologetically yourself and just not always but I can see why you would say that (laughs) how, how I how I at least experienced you and you probably like that's definitely part of our conversation today I want to obviously hear um, the journey and I know that it's always a journey it's always continuing I think there's always um, it's never there like we still have to so much unprogramming to do and so much um, uh, barriers to overcome but at least from what I've experienced you've always been someone who's just not gone with the grain and came off very authentic and I've always appreciated that so much and I love it um and I that's something I wanted to discuss with you today is just the whole concept of being tuning in with yourself self-awareness being unapologetically yourself and just tapping into like confidence and kind of what that might look like and the journey around it um and I I think what you said even just now it's it it's very much like a not an end goal. It's something that comes from somewhere and continues to grow with time. But um, I wanted to know growing up, if this was something that you've always cultivated and leaned towards, or was it like something recent? Like, I, I want to know a little bit about that. Um, I mean, definitely, I, I kind of definitely not. Like, I, this is definitely something more recent, I would say, like in my 20s. And it has been gradual. Um, when I was younger, I just kind of really wanted to fit in a whole lot. And it was like fitting in with like the wrong people or fitting mm-hmm. in with what was popular and pop culture and like all that other stuff. And then when I had turned 20, like uh, pretty much my whole life changed. I lost everything. I kind of lost myself and I just re, I had these psychic gifts come back online. I couldn't exist in the same way that I was existing before. So I just really had to, to figure out how to embody this new sensitive person. Like my heart really just opened up and um, kind of woke up. Like it wasn't like my mental, it was like my emotional self. Mm-hmm. And um, ever since then, it's just been me trying to figure it out, you know, playing with different different ways of expression, whether that was yoga or, you know, cause I do write also. So writing yoga, um, the way that I dress and makeup and, all that other stuff. And just recently, it's just, I've, I've noticed, it's just like a very deep commitment to being who I am, regardless of how that's perceived from the outside. 
You know what I mean? Because I, I think a lot of times people think that maybe this is for attention or like, because I'm a little like out there, I'm very loud and rambunctious and like, I don't necessarily, I don't really like fitting in, to be honest. Like I like to show people that there is another way to exist and it's perfectly fine as long as it's true to you and you embrace it for yourself. You know, it's not like a, a caricature. It's the real deal. You know what I mean? Like, because you stand on it, you know, when I, when I look a certain way and I have jewels all over my face and I'm wearing like this weird stuff and I, and I walk into, I'm of Dominican descent and Puerto Rican descent, you know, I'm, they look at me and they're like, well, why, what the, what the hell do you have going on? Like, is this a show? Like, you know what I mean? Like in my culture, you're supposed to wear your hair straight and be very quiet. Like you're seen and not heard. Mm. And I kind of just, I'm so fed up with that. <laughs> I'm so fed up with that. And it makes me really sad when I see other people who um, who just, they conform. Mm-hmm. They conform to that idea. So to answer your question, it was absolutely not something that I just was born with. I always kind of did like feel like I was the odd, oddball out. Like I got bullied a lot um, for the way that I looked when I was younger and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just just want to my practice is just being myself and being a person who receives myself first. Mm. It's not about how anybody else receives me. It's, oh, okay, am I doing this? And I'm, I'm wearing this or I'm in this place and I'm expressing this. Do I feel comfortable with all these things? Yeah, mm. nobody else does, but I do, right? Okay, fuck it. Like, can, can I curse? Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's that so good. Um, you said a couple of things, and as you were speaking, I was like thinking about it. Um, there's this, at least for someone who's very, I'm very observant. I'm not. I think once I'm out of my shell, like I'm loud and I'm funny, but a lot of people don't see that. So that's something I definitely want to grow and build into, like really allowing myself to be myself um, in every space. And I've been conditioned to be very refined but that doesn't mean that that refined version of me isn't me it's just a refined version um but because I'm very observant I'm able to tell like there is a difference between someone who's stepping in their authenticity and then there's someone who's just trying to be someone else so you saying like people might think this and that I think you can really feel when someone's just themselves and if someone feels otherwise and it really comes down to like everyone projects who, what their feelings are about themselves to others. And um, end of the day, it doesn't matter what people perceive. Like, I know it sounds cliche, but it's so true. And I'm learning that more and more. Um, and it's definitely part of my journey of not playing so refined and, you know, stepping into purpose. And I, I love that. I love that you're doing it in different ways, different mediums and expressions. And I love it. I love watching your journey. It's so fun. <laughs> Um, but as someone who is setting that intent like I my another really big so I have like two or three intentions for this year I don't want goals I want intentions um the other one is playing big and you know being okay with taking up space and being myself and not feeling so guilty when I am um I know that stepping into your authenticity does come with struggles and I want to know like what were struggles that you might have faced or you might think others might be struggling with when it comes to that journey 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually am kind of dealing with not the repercussions, but I would say like the aftermath of me deciding to commit to, you know, what my heart, right? Like, and I feel it, it, it's, it's like such a practice because mm-hmm. sometimes you're, you think that you're following your heart and you're like going a little too far. And so I'm just kind of regrounding again and re just reevaluating like, okay, that was so good. I got to play with all these different identities and, and all these different aspects of myself, which ones need to go, which mm-hmm. ones need refining, and which ones like get to stay long-term, which ones like, you know, I, cause I've been partying a lot and I, it has been so healthy for me. <laughs> it's been great. You know what I mean? I've been dancing and meeting people and doing, you know, all these party girl things and I've come to a place where I'm like, wow, you know, I've I've gained so much confidence and I've gained so much expression, mm-hmm. but I need to up my my spirituality behind all of this because that was the main intent from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, and just embodying that true energy. And you know, when it just kind of got lost in translation. Mm-hmm. So just re-identifying those parts that I want to keep in um and and move forward with Mm -hmm. I love that I think as long as you know what the goal was from the beginning or the intent it's so easy to well not easy but at least there's a clear um clear way to get back to that grounding place some people don't even know what that intent is a lot of people actually are content or driven by um and this is because of conditioning by creating identities for other people or could be through social media or because of culture and because of gender roles or um, sexuality like all these things that we might not even realize are in are coming into play when we have to kind of break that mold and really step into our authentic self and by no means is it easy so the fact that you're even like okay now I kind of have to refine it is beautiful because most people don't even get to that point or that level of um of breaking those barriers in the first place so I love that and I think you said something about like now you've you've reached a level of confidence and I think that is a very much a big step in attaining confidence and a big thing when I do see someone, I'm like, ooh, they're confident. Like, you know, like they radiate confidence is they have this like unapologetic unapologetic sense of self. And I wanted to know what other things or even practices or things that have helped you get to that level of confidence. You said partying. Like what Like what did that embody? Think. <laughs> but but yeah, um, honestly, it's just like the, the whole thing of playing with my body, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, and and finding these different forms of expression in that way, you know, mm-hmm. the, the different, I think that was, that has been my number one tool, honestly, just playing yeah. with hair and makeup and like just learning to love the way that I look because I've always loved my inside self, you mm-hmm. know, I've, I've never really been like an ugly person on the inside. It was always more so hard to deal with what I saw in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that, craftsmanship or that you know this new journey as a hairstylist that has been extremely healing um just because you know I I don't really know anyone who looks like me my body is is different than what I see in in main media Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say 
So, um, yeah, just just figuring it out from that standpoint, like, okay, this is who I am. This is what I'm working with. And like, how can I love this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's been that. It's been exercising. It's been taking care of myself, eating well, mm-hmm. you know, definitely like from a holistic standpoint. Mm-hmm. And also just being very loving towards others. I think mm-hmm. that when you give love to others and you allow others to be who, as they are, you know, like that mean girl in me, I've really worked with her and like, mm-hmm shut her down <laughs> and it's, I'm, I'm so available to meet people where they are and to let them exist as they are without making them feel like they have to change mm-hmm. and so giving other people that like I kind of ex- I, I exist in that field also so mm-hmm. like I can people that's mirrored back to me you know and I mean it's not only what I'm doing for myself it's what I'm doing for others and how that has helped me find people who can do that for me too. Oh, I love that. Um, I, I've always said like how people treat you is how they feel about themselves. Um, so the fact that you can even hold the space or be kind or loving to someone says a lot about how you want to be treated for yourself, not necessarily how you want to treat others, but how you want to treat yourself. Um, and I, that's something I've even recently, I think it's been reaffirmed that, that mean girl voice or that negative voice plays a big role in all our relationships, including the relationship we have with ourselves um, and our self-confidence. Um, I love that, that whole idea of like, you know, using creative expression to kind of find love in places that you weren't able to love before. I think that's beautiful. And um, something that's not really talked about a lot, like a lot of people say, you know, exercise eat well like you know like those things but it's like at the same time the creative aspect and the holistic aspect isn't discussed enough and I love that I think that's a really big takeaway um and yeah go ahead I think it's different for everyone you know some people make music and some people write and some people I don't know dance and you know there's all these different ways to to find that that thing that's inside of you that you really mm-hmm. you know, that you need and um that's why I'm all about the human expression like I, I think it's so it's so groovy it's so wavy to see someone figure that out you know what I mean and just to like embody their true self like mm-hmm. it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen <laughs> you know this is super random, but when you think of that, is there like someone in particular that you envision or like an artist or a creative, or is it just like more of a feeling? I think it's more of a feeling. Um, honestly, it is in my culture, we are really, or in like Latin culture, I want to say, because I belong to a bunch of different cultures, but in like Dominican culture, I just see these young girls just really stepping out of the box and being sexy and it's not even because they want to exist for other men or other people or anything like that it's just like no like this is actually who I am like this is actually my energy and don't like don't come over here with your negativity talking about I need to tone it down Mm -hmm. if you don't like it don't look type of deal you know I love that women in general are really like just really 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 inspiring in that way mm. I have a friend who and especially like with this only fans stuff 
it's not that some that it's something that I would want to do, but I can really appreciate someone who's like, no, this is what I do, and this is how I look, and mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, like you're gonna respect me, you know, because I'm respectable. Yeah, and I like that it takes away um, the man out of the equation. Now the woman is like, I don't know if OnlyFans takes a profit, but other than that, it's literally the woman's running her own business. It's not through a man or. Um, she's doing it because of her and she feels empowered so you know I love that I think and it's to some extent a little safer too because she's within a space that she feels comfortable so um yeah I love it if that's your expression and that's how you you feel like by all means do it I love it and um you said that you tend to like you I could see you being able to like talk to just about anybody, but do you find that your tribe or your circle kind of mirror or reflect this like sense of authenticity and, you know, being creative? How has that kind of developed? Absolutely. Like it's crazy the way that my friendships or the type of people that I attract, like that has really transformed. And I, I attract all different types of people, you know what I mean? Whether my, my, one of my best friends is a biology teacher in high school or for high school students. Another one of my best friends has no job and she's like this free spirit. And these are my two absolute best friends. And she lives on like a totally different sphere of that. Mm-hmm. I have another friend who is really into music and like all this stuff, but I can bring any of these people around one another and everyone can coexist. And like, that's pretty much how I know that, like, you know, the work is real, you know, like when you, when you embody a certain thing, Mm. like, and you, yeah, you just have that embodiment, like it shows up in every aspect of your life. Wow. I love that. Yeah. That, cause you're starting, cause it's like that magnet effect, like you're now announcing it to the universe. So it's being called and driven to you. I love that though, that they're all different, but the same. I think that's really, that's a big thing. And friendships are, like I said, one of my biggest intentions for this year. And I've started to look less at what this, like what my ideal friendships might look like or what they might do for me, but more how they feel and make me feel. And I think that's very important um, in any aspect, like how something makes you feel. Um, Have you found that they've, Go ahead. Heart resonance. Heart That's resonance. really what about. And I mean, there's still some like residual like ickiness like happening, you know, and I, especially like in my love life. Like that's one part of the, the spectrum that is so like, what is going on here? <laughs> but <Same>. you know, <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard dating and <laughs> being like oh this kind gosh. of person. Like, it's worse. But um like even seeing what you don't want is like such a a healing thing because you mm-hmm. get to where you do belong. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. To know what you like, you have to kind of know what you don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny that you said the dating thing. I literally sent my friend this meme. Um, and I was like, dating's honestly so ghetto. Like I can't right now. I can't. Very ghetto. Yeah. I hate bashing men, but it's like... <laughs> They're literally going to be obsolete in 2,000 years, I swear to you. <laughs> There's no need for them at this point. Like, no. and they're so far behind. <laughs> I'm so over it. I'm so over I'm it. Really? And 
not for this to be like a bashing session more if anything I just want to share kind of what my struggles have been and maybe it'll resonate but because I'm so I'm so in tuned with my emotions and I don't hear um like what people think but I can feel that I've never met a man in a non-platonic sense that felt like a hundred percent like authentic like I always was like "Mm, this smells like bullshit like I've never been around a man and been like oh like this is you you know and felt safe like in a platonic sense yes but that took time or it was there was different um grounds so a lot of time I'm like is this it like are they all just gonna be like you know, a facade. How scary is that? It's, it's really scary. And a lot of my, um, and this is just, I think you'll understand this. And I don't know if everyone else will, but a lot of my anxiety now I'm realizing is more just my discernment, like going like crazy and just like literally trying to shake me up and being like, hi, listen to me. Like, you're not listening to me. You're suppressing me. So I'm going to make your body feel like something's not okay till you realize it's not okay. And then I'm like, oh, that's why I was feeling anxious for the last three months. Like, and it's just the craziest thing. Um, But through friendships, I've learned that love does exist. Authenticity does exist. So that's kind of why I haven't lost hope. But in every other sense, it is really discouraging. Yeah, shout out to friendships, bro, because honestly, I would have been like off myself. No, no joke. (laughs) been over I'm so thankful that I have people multiple people who have shown up in my life just so willing to love me and accept me for who I am and like just you know because there are times where you look at yourself and you're like I'm not feeling it and you know you just always have someone to kind of hold your hand through that and to Mm -hmm. remind you of like who you really are to be available to you and like just kind of polish you you know Mm -hmm. what I mean I love like as a kid, it was all always about like being with someone. You know, after fifth grade, it was like, "Where's your boyfriend?" You, yeah. you like, like whatever, whatever. It wasn't the way that it is now, where it's like, "Wow, I love my girlfriend so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I have so much fun with them. We go out to eat. We have the best time together, and we laugh about everything." Like, I, what more can you ask for? Nothing. <laughs> like that's all of it, and. Um, I, it's so weird. Every time I have these conversations or I do an interview, it's like the universe kind of knows where, what I'm going to be talking about. And it just sends me these like random little messages. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I get it now. That's so funny. But literally I was brushing my teeth. And every time I brush my teeth, I watch, um, TikTok. And so I was watching it and it was this psychologist and she was like, Oh, fun fact. Um, your romantic relationships have left less of an impact on your long-term life than your uh like female relationships will have on your on your life and I was just like oh my gosh and then I messaged my best friend who I've always said um taught me what love was and continues to and she told me there's a book called love by bell hooks that I've been meaning to read um, and it talks about that in one of the chapters, how our platonic friendships, at least for women, play way more of a significant impact on who we become, who we are, our wellness and our well-being than any romantic relationship will have. And unfortunately, I think a lot of women 
don't invest enough or they kind of get caught up in the romantic relationship. So they're cheating themselves of this beautiful um, relationship with their girlfriends. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's easy. I can easily see how it would happen, but that's something that I, I vowed to never let happen. Like I love my friends are the ones that I do have. I, I love them. I would never replace them for anything. Um, so in speaking of friendships, do you find that it's like a mutual, like teaching of teaching and like holding space to being comfortable? Or do you find there's maybe someone who's more like a mentor to you? Or is it more of like an equal playing ground? Um, I never like signing up to be the role of the teacher. Mm. That might sound really cold and harsh, but I feel like if you can't meet me where in some level, you know, because there are like checks and balances. Mm-hmm. I'm where my strength is here. Someone else might have me, um, you know, somewhere else mm-hmm. and where my weaknesses are. So it's, um, it's definitely like most of my relationships are just thinking about like the four or five, like girlfriends that I have. It's definitely like an equal kind of exchange where sure we all have our, our strengths and our weaknesses but it's not like I'm pulling you and like I constantly have to tell you like you know what I mean like it's just like I can see myself going through what you're going through so let's just talk about it figure it out and my turn is next <laughs> like type of deal like you know I'm it, I don't really feel like I have people leeching onto me um that's big especially if you have a healing energy a lot of the time but I've made this mistake I always end up being the teacher the the nurturer and I'm like wait what am I getting or it's not even on a selfish level it's just like people will take if you let them take mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I learned to nip that in the bud really quick Good. especially constantly making the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over again I can only hold my violin up to you like so long and like the sad song for you like I'm because I am so sensitive and because Mm -hmm. I'm so committed to like being peaceful and calm like I I really um, implode under stress Mm-hmm. So I try to minimize that as much as I can. Like I know mm-hmm. myself, so I try to keep it very, 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 very simple. And mm-hmm. once I find someone can't master that sense of like inner checking, you know what I mean? Like because I'll check myself on the inside, like oh, you know, or I'll ask God to check me so yeah. that if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to receive something that does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if someone, if I notice that someone does not have that quality or doesn't even know that that exists. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Our time together can only be but so much. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I'm not dragging you along. I'm not your mom. <laughs> Facts. Oh my not gosh. A, you know? and it's draining. It's, it's yeah. Draining. It's draining. Um, so we spoke a little bit about confidence. And I think a lot of the time cockiness and confidence are brought up in the same conversations and I'm still trying to define the two but I know that they're different they feel different they look different to me I wanted to know your take on them and how you might interpret them in being different yeah so I feel like with cockiness it's like more of a performance Mm. 
want to be seen in a certain way. And when you just mm-hmm. are confident, it's like, because you are, and you've earned it almost, you know what I mean? Like anything, any, cause I've, I've seen a lot of growth in myself from, from high school and how much I cared what people thought and how invested I was into thinking about other people and what they thought of me. And it's not that I don't care now because, you know, a lot of times like those are just reflections um, or, you know, people can be reflections and it's important to, to know that you're not totally off the deep end. Like I still want to exist in society and be like a fully functioning human, maybe not in the way that most people want to do it, but in my, in my own way. Mm-hmm. You know, picking, choosing which aspects, you know, I identify with, um, whether that's having a job and, and functioning well and making money, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, those are all things that are important to me that maybe someone who's off the deep end and they're like rocking out, like, mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody thinks of me, I could be poor. Like, you know, that's not, that's not my way. <laughs> but, um, I think a lot of, com- a lot of what confidence is to me is just having the inner relationship with yourself like it really just that's what it's about it's about how much you love you you know and for a while when I when I was just emerging and I I did when I look back and I see myself you know where I changed a lot it was more so not for me doing it for other people but me just solidifying this ground where I'm like you know I can't care what other people think like I have to care what I think and if I go out and I look like this and I have a different body type and I'm okay with being the louder one I'm okay with being the one who is often more loving and more happy because a lot of times people they reject happiness and they reject like the way that you're just so willing to experience joy like Mm -hmm. I experience that a lot especially being in inner city and being around people who are just so committed to seeing like the bad in things you know Mm -hmm. there's definitely like a lot of pushback like ew shut up tone it down like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of that tone it down like no like why do I have to tone it down all right you don't like it I could either be cocky and be like, no, well, this is the right way because you're going to see me. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're going to see me. You're going to see why I'm dope. Or I could just be like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, I'm confident and not cocky. Like I can yeah. kind of mirror that back to myself. Mm. You don't I need don't, to prove it to anyone. I don't need it to, I don't need to prove it to anybody. That's it. And that's how it just goes. <laughs> you're like, know? okay, I'm going to do this over here. Thanks. I'm good. So. Oh, I love that. No, that's a good, I love that. That's such a good distinction. Um, so in terms of, we were talking about like confidence and just like knowing that it's, you're doing these things for yourself. Um, a lot of the time, I think we talk about like relationships and, you know, our greatest relationship is with ourselves and all these things, but we have these, we, we practice love in act. Uh, like in our love language and I wanted to know what your love language was to yourself have you been able to kind of identify what those things might look like um I just yeah, the love languages again. we have acts of service acts of service. yeah um uh words of affirmation um physical touch and there's one more is it acts of service oh and gift giving literally all of them yeah Literally all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on like what I need at the time, what I can afford. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, it's literally all of them. Like I, I literally feel like I am in a relationship with myself. Like the way that I talk to myself, the way that I check in with myself, the way that it's a daily thing for me. You know, I'm kind of like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, like you know, like it's. it's I love that. Yeah, that's so good. No, I I like that you said a relationship with you are though you really are in a relationship with yourself and sometimes you forget that or we kind of neglect it or we make it like our last priority when really it should be our first because we operate from that from that self um like small things that I've tried to do is like I'll literally buy myself flowers because I can't expect someone to do that for me if I don't do it for myself or you know I'll I won't feel guilty if I treat myself to like something nice to eat because why would I want someone else to do it for me if I don't even feel worthy of doing it for myself? Um, and it's just teaching myself, like, now this is the standard of love I want and I can do it for myself. So best believe my partner or my friends will be able to match that. Um, and that's been very, and it's still very recent that I've been doing that because I don't know if it's conditioning or just how I've always been, but I never felt like I deserve those things, but I would do it for other people without even thinking, you know, people I love. So I had to kind of teach myself that. And I love it. It's been very healing, very, very healing in that process. Yeah. Um, so I have one more little question for you before we wrap up our, our topic. Um, and it, I don't know if it even has to do with this whole topic, but I was just curious because you're so creative and I'm always like, wow, where do you get your inspiration from? Or is there different places? Or is it just something that, like, comes to you naturally? I really don't. This is going to sound so crazy. No. I literally don't get inspired by anybody. (laughs) I mean, there is, like, a little bit. But, like, I whenever I try to actively seek that out, like, if I see a new video drop and I'm like, oh, sweetie, like, you know, she got some shit on her. Like, Earl Janae or, like... Mm pop culture icons it never really sits well with me because because it seems like such a performance maybe Mm -hmm. not like you know other pop stars and things like that um yeah I'm a little louder than Janae you know what I mean she's a little more she has her own lane I'm like it's somewhere like her but not as much I know exactly what you mean though I feel like that thing about me waking up and being like this is the hairstyle that I need to do like and I do it and I'm like, I know why. I know why I wanted white eyeliner and I know why I wanted glitter and I, why, I know why I wanted those boots or those jeans or like, you know, anything like that. It literally just comes from intuition. Like mm-hmm. where most of my inspiration comes from. Yeah. Love that. And I just that's- like this compass, this creative compass. Mm-hmm. I love that. Some, like, I think true creatives have that because they just draw from this like well of like creativity that's just been placed in them, you know, divinely. And you can't recreate that. Like, that's just something so purely given to you. And I love yeah. that. That's the truth. But it's also something that you seek, you know? Like, mm. I seek to be really true to my nature. I seek to be really, like, tight with my heart and, like, mm. really embodying that that heart energy, my unique heart energy. You know what I mean? So I that's where it comes from you yeah. know what I mean? and as I as I nurture that and I water that I just get more of it so I don't know it literally has nothing to do with anything on the outside it's just like that journey of experiencing it for myself I love it I love that that's 
I love it. I couldn't even think of a better answer. That's perfect. Um, <laughs> so before we wrap up, I always ask my guests for a small joy or something that's brought them joy in the last, I guess it's only been about two weeks into the year. So what's brought you joy thus far in 2021? I'm going to say going for walks. Mm. Just walk like and walk and walk. <laughs> walk away the anxiety because I do deal with a lot of anxiety like on a day-to-day basis like because I am really sensitive and I'm still trying to learn how to navigate through this sensitivity that really was not there until I turned 20. Like I swear, once I turned 20, it was like, oh, wake up, wake up, you know? So eight or it's going on eight years later, it's about seven and a half years later, I'm still trying to exist with this new sensitivity. Mm-hmm. So just doing things like, or doing the thing of walking and like, that's also where I got a lot of my confidence from because I would just practice being in my body and feeling like I was that bitch when I walked, yeah. whether it was the street with my dog, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm holding my head a certain way. Like I'm holding my, my, my body a certain way. And that just kind of retrained me to um, like be that way in everyday life. You know, what I, that's so funny. I forgot that I even used to do that. <laughs> that was like a very real part of my, of my journey into becoming more confident. Ooh. It was literally walking my dog. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to go on a tangent, but you said something that resonated so heavy. Um, I identify as hypersensitive as well. And I feel like a lot of the time, that's like the first word people will say, but they say it in almost a weaponizing way. Like they use sensitive as like, you're so sensitive in that sense. Um, my automatic reaction is, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like I have to defend it. Because I know it's not a, a bad thing. Um, what has helped you kind of not, you said like doing hair helped you kind of protect that piece. Um, is there anything else? This is literally for me. I'm just like, let me know because you're all sensitive too. No, I um, I started writing, I want to say when I turned 21, around that time. Again, when I turned 20, I want to say when I turned 20. I have about 13 journals sitting across the room from mm-hmm. me. I literally write as if no one's ever going to read my journals. I don't care what I'm going to say. I don't, or I don't care what I say. Um, Mm -hmm. I literally write the most ridiculous, most embarrassing, most whatever it is that is on my mind that is true about me. I'm writing it in my journal and Mm -hmm. I trust that my loved ones respect that. Actually Mm -hmm. people, I don't think anybody has ever even looked inside my stuff. of my mom and my brother and um that has been the most freeing thing because mm-hmm. I've been able to to just have a safe space for myself you know what I mean like it's it, nobody's gonna read it sometimes I'm writing I'm writing I'm writing to God or I, I'm writing to my future kids mm-hmm. or I'm writing to myself like as long as I can get it out and feel safe you know like that is the most important thing to me and it has been incredibly healing it has allowed me to really identify my compass to mm-hmm. get to know my compass to be able to move through my my compass you know what I mean because everything is just so out in the open in there you know yeah really embarrassing stuff like if somebody 
<laughs> journals. I would be like, oh my God. I got to kill you now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. No, that's because I'm, I, I read a book and I actually think it was, um, has that recommended it it was called a hyper uh, something about hypersensitive people and how to navigate through life or something like that mm-hmm. um, and I know journaling is such a big wellness practice mm-hmm. and I don't I, I struggle with it because I believe words hold so much power that sometimes I'm scared to write my anxieties down to give them even more life um, that's where you kill them because okay. that's I go to like really just write it all down and it's almost like a it is it's a transferring of the energy from the inside to outside and it's just expression you know what I mean so it's not like I don't know I feel like a lot of times people have like this about manifesting and all that other stuff but it's just like an opening of the of the inner blocks yeah you know yeah because holding it if anything is letting it grow Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah absolutely Absolutely. There are times where I just, I don't know, it, and it changes. Sometimes I write um, as if no one's ever going to read. And then sometimes my emotions are so big that I can only write poetry <laughs> because I have so much to say in one little tiny line that I can't say the full thing of what mm-hmm. I'm feeling because everything feels like, oh my God, it's, it's erupting inside of yeah. me. You know? I, I I completely know that emotion, um, and that's that's something that I'm still kind of trying to pinpoint why people who are sensitive are misunderstood or you know miscategorized. I think if anything, when you're hypersensitive, doesn't mean you're hyper reactive or hyper emotional or emotionally driven. Um, and I think they're often seen as synonymous when they're not, because more times than not, if I'm sensitive chances are I'm going, I feel so much that I need time to process it. Like I'm not going to react out of emotion. I'm not going to be reactive. I need time to just even be like, why do I even feel like this right now? Um, And that's a big misunderstanding that I even had to like, like face deconstruct and be like, no, I'm actually very logical because I have to take so much time to process my emotions. Yeah. I, I dealt with that when I went on vacation with my, my sister and her best friend who I've known pretty much my whole life. And there was a moment where I had to really tell them because they're like I, like, I feel you like being so angry and like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, bro, I am processing. I am processing so I don't blow up. <laughs> because if I don't process and take a, you have to respect my, my need to just be quiet mm. and just to have a face and just to, to let it drain you know what I mean because I can't always write I can't just whip out my journal like in the middle of vacation and on when we're on the car and I'm like ah, like you know what I mean like but my reality is very different you know like I experience things in a full wholehearted balls out kind of way like you know so I, I my nervous system is different. I, I can't I can't be a, up and alert like everyone else. I can't get over things when other people want me to get over them. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> I literally have to honor my heart. My heart won't let me bypass things. Yeah. I'm I'm past that that level of suppression. Mm, that's I'm so 
been there. <laughs> it's not it. And, and it manifests in just unhealthy ways. There's no need to do all that. Um, but yeah, I love that. I'm going to, I'm actually going to start journaling now. Literally you saying it kills it. Like, yeah, it really <laughs> um, because, yeah, a hundred percent. And I believe it. I've always wanted to, I just wanted someone who could understand why I felt the way I did and explain it in a way that resonated with me. Um, and just before I, I end off, um, you said that you feel like you're going to explode. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like that. But my body has like, it's so, it's so fascinating. Honestly, I could talk to you about this forever and I don't want to go onto a whole other tangent, but um, now I'm identifying that when I am super, super anxious or not anxious, really, really emotional. And I'm super like, um, I guess, triggering situation, my emotional self dissociates and I become like this, like, rational almost robot like person and then it comes back after I've like left the situation to process and I realize like I guess I've developed that with time but at the same time I'll get angry because I'll be like you were so chill that was did not make sense to the situation um but now I'm able to kind of process that through therapy but before I was like yo you're a psychopath like what are you doing just calm during such a you really have to bring out that psychopath Mm-hmm. people don't chill like you know like because we're sensitive and like we're always the one to like chill more mm-hmm. other people take on the role of not chilling so yeah. sometimes you gotta get big on people like and that's that makes me very 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 uncomfortable because I know my power of making someone feel like shit for mm-hmm. something that they did or said so it is a lot of unlearning that um it is a lot of being comfortable with making people feel uncomfortable for the way that they made you feel uncomfortable <laughs> you know what I mean like, and that's hard that's really hard when you're super loving and you want everything to just be okay like it's not always just okay <laughs> oh my god <laughs> me girl trust me I it's hard it's really hard yeah that's a journey wow I really I really enjoyed this conversation thank you so much I really appreciate you and I love you <laughs> yeah. honestly when the world like I won't say come back to no- has a new norm I will come visit you because I've been meaning to and I would love to um definitely one of the first places I'll come to um where can we find you where can people connect with you if you want to send them your way if not like bye y'all can leave her alone <laughs> no, 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 no. absolutely I love connecting um especially to anyone or with anyone who has listen to me ramble for this long <laughs> who's like understanding you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying because often it feels like I speak a totally different language mm. but yeah you know but um Instagram I only have Instagram Twitter just got to be too much so Instagram is Shay Fantastic um C-H-A-Y Fantastic mm-hmm. and then my hair page is Styled Fantastic mm-hmm. if you wanted to read my newsletter I just update and you know I'll be on my Carrie Bradshaw type of time but from the heart because she was a little ditzy but if you're interested in that she was a little unhealed but But. super toxic but um that that link is in my bio on she fantastic my Instagram okay perfect and I'll put it in the description of this so people can 
um, go to your Insta and the, um, the link in your bio. Thank you again, Shay. I love you. And I'm so happy we connected again. Yeah, same. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, Thank you to everyone who tuned in this week. Y'all can find the podcast at Call Me Crazy Pod. It airs on Sundays and Tuesdays on Key Radio. And you can find me at Be For Real. And we'll see y'all next week. Mm -hmm.